At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. with O'Hanley. Hello everybody, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. So can you start by telling us a little bit about each of yourselves and introduce your music. And first off, could you pronounce your band title? <laughs> if you just say O'Hanley, it's close enough. Okay. It's Irish. So what would it be if I was trying to do it in Irish? It was more of a ha. <laughs> Well, I'll stick with O'Hanley then. So just introduce yourselves and give us a little spiel about what you think your music is. We play um, Irish folk music, a lot of original music. We write our own stuff about the Irish-American experience, about legends in Ireland and things like that. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we've been playing as a band since 2002. And it started as kind of a lark uh, with my daughter and I. Just got up and did a few songs at a St. Patrick's Day thing once, and it took off from there. And then uh, Cindy joined us, and that was a lot of fun. She's been with us since 2003. And uh, we were rolling down the highway one day, and uh, we saw this guy hitchhiking. And it was Maddie, and he had instruments <laughs> and stuff with him, so I asked him if he, if he knew how to play this stuff. And it turns out he plays this <laughs> stuff really, really well. And so Maddie joined us. And, uh, about a year ago, so it's been fun having Maddie aboard with us. Not bad for a guy under a bridge <laughs> <laughs> on the highway. He always wants to jump out of the car when we pass under an underpass, though. I don't. <laughs> well, great. Why don't you start us off with a tune? Sure. <clears throat> We're going to start a song that we uh, we had written a few years ago uh, to play at Renaissance fairs. Song in the hills, hails unto ye, a lark in the morn, a sweet melody. Come hither, come yonder, rise with the sun. Come from the fields, the fair has begun. And come, come, come to the fair, sing and dance, there's joy in the air. Come, come, come to the fair, your maidens and the laddies are all welcome. Come, come to the fair, sing and dance this 
tell you this you guys have been playing since before I was born so this is some you guys have got it going so um you know how you've been together for 16 17 years how has your band evolved you know how how, I know you have a member as of the bridge and um you know like how has your music changed from well Tom Tom has gotten a lot older we've noticed that's one big change He's not duck walking on the stage quite as much anymore. No, those are my old rock and roll days. <laughs> duck across the stage and doing acrobatics. I don't do those anymore, but uh, the music has become somewhat more sophisticated in, in one way and, and fun in another way. We write much of our own music, and as we've gone along, we've wrote many, many of our own songs. Recorded four CDs now, five CDs. Uh, we've played all over the place, and uh, we try to hit a nerve among Irish Americans, really anybody. Some of the music is just about life. Doesn't matter where you're from. But uh, generally, that's how it goes. And it's got a little more complicated than it used to be. Uh, we all play different instruments. So on stage, we could be playing anything. Um, Maddie even plays, God help us, a banjo. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just bring a real variety to our shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, how is your music writing process been i mean you have you've been together since 2002 2003 how, how do you guys write these songs so um well tom writes some songs and when tom writes songs he does it in a very organized and methodical fashion um and and then i write probably i don't know at least 50 or 60 percent of the the lyrics and the originally start the songs um, and normally what happens is, uh, in my work, I'm taking long road trips across Vermont, and you know, it's beautiful driving across Vermont, and the mind just starts writing songs, and what I do is pick up my cell phone, call Tom's cell phone, and say, 
don't pick up, don't pick up, I'm gonna sing this song into your answering machine. And so I leave him little like 30 second snippets of the song and say, here, put chords to this. And then he takes it from there. And my first reaction is, you've gotta be kidding me. <laughs> it's, Will you make a song out of this? And then we sit down and we, we hash it out a little bit and sometimes we, our hashing gets a little more intense than other times. Does that happen? <laughs> and we argue a lot and we bicker a lot, but usually a nice little song comes out of it. And then sometimes I'll bring a song in and we'll play it and it just kind of, the song evolves as we play it. I use the artistry of the different members of the band to put their own inflection on the song and it usually comes out pretty good that way. Mm -hmm. So you said you've written four or five CDs, albums, and you know, saying you wrote one a very long time ago versus one that came out recently in September and two that came out in July. You guys have been manufacturing these just out and out and out and out. So how have your albums changed through time? Because, you know, five albums, that's quite the load. The last three are more thematic. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were put together for certain things. One was for more of the steampunk stuff that we do. And it's got a lot of old-time music in it, old-time Irish-American music from the 1880s, 1890s, mm -hmm. and, and in addition to stuff that we wrote that fits into that kind of theme. Um, one of them is more inclined for uh, Renaissance Fair-type shows or type yeah, music. Yeah, the, the, the Come to the Fair CD is almost all original music, and it was uh, more aimed towards both the Renaissance Fairs that we play and then also just any of the summer fairs and farmers markets, that kind of upbeat um, yeah, and I bring in, bring in some of the songs on, on our CDs are based on my family experience in mm. Ireland, immigration and things. So um, we include some of those on there too. So the rest of the band has to put up with that family history stuff. <laughs> and then the last, the fifth CD is actually an EP um, called Fairy Tales. Right. And it has two new original songs on it. Um, the iconographic Mouse in a Boat and the other iconographic Bean song. Um, and then the other songs that we put on it, we pulled off of our other albums and their myths and legends songs. And that album was donated to the Vermont Fairy Tale Festival, which is a program of the Vermont State Libraries. We were, um, had so much fun playing there um, last year and had donated the album to them um, and uh, as helping them with their fundraising. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you guys, there's, a, there's four of you up here and there's some age differences I may speculate how does kind of the band dynamic go about along that like do you have a lot of different interests that you're pulling together do you all kind of have the same kind of musical intentions well for me they just have me sit in the corner and shut up <laughs> and and then they do the rest of the stuff but I think uh, you know I came from folk music background anyway and doing rock stuff I was a bass player in a rock band back in the 70s and 80s and uh, it just kind of ended up with this just doing cultural stuff and Becca's my daughter, so she's stuck with whatever I do. And uh, Maddie, Maddie's been, uh, he's with Young Traditions, as Sam was doing, and he came back with a traditional Irish music background and tune background, and Cindy's got classical stuff and all kinds of junk in her bag. Yeah, so I, I had a, I grew up with a, in a school district with a very intensive classical music program, was in band and orchestra and chorus, um, but then also really liked classic rock and, um, and some early, oh, John luc Pani, electric violin stuff, some jazz violin stuff. Um, so I think we, you know, we try to keep up with these young people and their musical <laughs> talents, but they, very well. yeah. So the, the answer to your question is we have no idea why any of this works. We don't know. It just, well, it works. We love it. <laughs> so, um, like, oh, shoot. 
shoot, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> with um, with you guys, like, what brought each of you to playing music? Like, what what was like your calling to come to this? You know. My mother had a beautiful singing voice, and she was singing all the time when we grew up. And she sang to us all these old Irish songs all the time, as was my father. My father actually sang in a band back in the late 40s. Mm -hmm. um, my mother was also an accomplished piano player. So I grew up in this house with constant music all the time. And uh, that's how it worked for me. It's just family background in music. And uh, my goofy father used to, when I was five years old, used to make me step dance on the fireplace mantle when he'd have company mm -hmm. over, and he'd sing these songs, and it was horrible. <laughs> it's an awful experience, but I got over it. And Becca, of course, growing up, she had to listen to me singing songs all the time, so she sings a lot, too. So Yeah, I was basically singing before I could talk, and I remember him teaching me harmonies, um, listening to the Statler Brothers when I was, like, four or five, not really knowing what harmony meant. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Now, Becca, you know, you're attached to this Irish situation now, so mm -hmm. how did... um. Did you ever Irish step dance? Did you ever do it? He was talking about stepping on the um, fire mantle, the fireplace, so. No, my sisters, my older sisters were step dancers, but um, I, I went to school in Ireland when I was a teenager, mm -hmm. uh, and I lived with my cousins who are still over there, so it's, it's been a huge influence on my life since I was, since I was really young. Right. And what brought each of you to coming to play Irish music? I know you have your... Irish background and you lived there but for you two I'm I'm intrigued I guess um, when I first started playing I wasn't really doing the whole Irish thing I was doing the French Canadian music and then I saw that there was an Irish session at what was the Lincoln Inn um, and I started playing there and then it kind of led me on this whole run of traditional bands I was in Trinity I was in Lonford Row for a long period mm -hmm. then I ended up going into Celtic punk rock for a little bit um, with a band called The Cop Outs, and then um, I've known these guys for years, and then luckily enough, they were looking for an extra, and I was like, hey, I'm free, I'm available, let's do this. <laughs> well, you're blowing our pick you up under the bridge story. <laughs> 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 it was gonna happen sooner or later. Yeah, and I, uh, I, started, I started with music when I was four. I started playing piano when I was four. I, I for a while, wanted to be a concert pianist. Uh, as I said, I played in school in jazz band and chorus and orchestra started with the violin when I was about um, 10, I guess. Um, and then with the violin, just got really into fiddle, liked to play old, old time music and, and bluegrass. Um, and then in college, I had some friends, a friend from Northern Ireland and some of my other college classmates that had an Irish band called Rapparee. And then I used to you know, sit in with them or at parties and would play and I got very interested in it. I also was very um, involved in uh, Irish Northern Aid and some of the, um, Northern Ireland political situations. Actually, my friend from college that was in this Irish band um, was his family was uh, caught up in some of the Northern Ireland troubles, um, and so I was involved in some of the other cultural issues starting in college that were going on, and that brought me into the Irish music. And then it just so happened that um, when I moved to Vermont, then. Um, Tom and I both had some connections with working on in our town in, in Middlebury and met that way and um, they were playing music and I just sat in with them and here we are. Never you all, left. You all Got seem to have, a, to have a great connection to the Irish yeah. scene, which is really, it comes through in your music because you, you guys play it with such passion and like you have a story behind it. And you know, for you, I think it's more of a connection to it. I think 
you guys ha- have like a little family here and it's yeah. it's quite cute have you guys ever been to ireland as a band have, i know you guys were in um the uk at some point i was looking on your facebook performing did you perform as a band in ireland at all no we didn't i've just done kitchen stuff in ireland yeah. just sit in the kitchen <laughs> with relatives and play music i did a solo thing in ireland when i was over there which is kind of cool so we That's haven't toured in Ireland yet, but yeah, we did just do a uh, tour in the English Midlands that was, was just a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, when she was in Ireland, she was only 16, and I called up, as I would father does, checking on his daughter, and I talked to my cousin Paul. I said, Paul, is Becca there? And he said, well, no, where's she? Yeah, she she's at the pub with Mari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's at the pub. They had a great Irish session. It had nothing to do with me being old enough to drink Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we would love it if you guys would play us another song. Let's do Bridget's. Bridget's? Okay. So we're actually, um, we're this uh, Saturday, February 1st, is um, St. Bridget's Day, or Imbolc, and we're actually doing an Imbolc concert down in Sharon at the Seven Stars. Um, and, but this is a song on one of our albums um, that we wrote from uh, about St. Bridget, who was a real saint in Ireland in the fifth century. and. Um, this is actually a translation of a prayer that she wrote. So it's actually the earliest extant piece of writing by a female author in Western culture. And then we wrote the music, translated the poem, um, wrote a chorus and a jig to go with it. And, and here it is. I wish I had I wish I had a lake of beer and the king of kings of heaven were here. Out of my garden fell a great chair through all eternity. I shall survive such beautiful meats of endless belief and pure piety. Flags of pens and plates of great peace, Pies of chocolates, heavenly feasts. Pass around vassals, burning with charity, vats of mercy for our company. Flags of pens and plates of great peace, Pies of chocolates, heavenly feasts. A 
St. Bridget of Kildare. Yes. Great. So that was a lot different of a vibe than your first your first piece. So between each of your songs, how do you come up with how you want the song to come out? What is I know you you have your voice your your call up and with the lyrics. So how how do you go about turning this into a a full piece? Uh well, when Cindy writes the lyrics down, she already has a concept of how the song will go. So it's a matter of just getting the, the count right, getting the signature right down on the song, and then coming up with the, the music. And we just come up with all kinds of wacky stuff. I don't know. We're schizophrenic Yeah, or so when I write the song, I have this concept, and then these guys start playing it, and then my concept gets totally blown out the window. And Cindy and I argue a lot and bicker, and then we finally come out with a song. But all our songs sound different. There isn't two songs in a row that sound like, you know, if you listen to one of these 70 rock bands, you can't tell the first song on the album from the last because they the same singer, the same patterns, everything is the same. We don't do that. Everything is different. Maddie sings, Becca sings so solo, Cindy sings solo. They mix their voices. Maddie and I mix voices. So we, we try to make it so they're interesting. Yeah, so you can yeah. listen to a whole album of songs, and it's like having different bands on it, no, different instruments, different mixes of instruments and things. You guys really blend your voices really well together, and I'm guessing that comes with a lot of practice. So. How often do you guys practice? How often do you see each other? Not as much as we should. Never. <laughs> Years ago, uh, especially Cindy and I, we used to practice several days a week. We would we would really drill down when we were first starting and really get our act together. And uh, then Becca went off to college, and so we didn't have her around for a while. Uh, so she didn't practice that much. But uh, we used to practice really, really a lot. And it's made it easier later on because we all know how our voices are going to blend, we know how the harmonies are going to go, we know how it can mix, so it's really, we do a lot of self-practice, or Cindy and I, we live next door to each other, so we'll get together at lunchtime or whatever and work on stuff. But to having a whole band practice sometimes is a little, a little uh, dicey. Yeah, we all have day jobs, but um, yeah. we also are playing 60, 70, 80 gigs a year. Right, yeah. So um, when you've got a couple of, you know, a, a couple of, of gigs, it's really the practice is just really bring, developing the new music, mm -hmm. and we wind up sort of practicing in teams. Like you know, yeah. Tom and Matt will get together, me and Tom will get together, Becca and Tom will get together, me and Matt. Will get Technology has really helped us out because we can, yep. you know, like Maddie will email us a song that he's been working on. He'll be like, all right, we're going to work on this next practice. So we can all work on it individually and then we get to practice and then we can um, get mad at each other. Generally, Cindy and I will do the foundation for the music and then we bring it back to everybody else to turn it around or add things to it. So far, anyway, we're waiting. These guys are going to pop a bunch of new songs on us soon, I can tell. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so if you're doing 70, 80 gigs a year, you must have a few that pop out to you. What has been, like in the last year, seeing as you're doing a lot of gigs, I won't make you do it, what has been one of the top gigs for you, a favorite play experience? Well, England. the ones in the UK were just absolutely phenomenal. We yeah. had mm -hmm. big crowds everywhere we went. It was just, it was great. And the music scene in general was just, was amazing. Yeah. Very um, accepting. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask, like, what, what was the, how, how did that work for you guys? Was it a lot of pubs? Was it a lot of, like, how did, how do you guys some stage, that? Some stage performances, mm -hmm. some kind of garden type performances, pub performances. Mm -hmm. It was a really mixture of different things, but it was kind of neat. Their music scene there is much different than it is here. Right uh, maybe because it's a more urban area, I, I don't know, but it's quite a bit different. And people really get into the music. Mm -hmm. And when you're playing, they just show up in droves. The folk music scene there now is much <laughs> more like it was here 
in the late 60s, early 70s, where um, the folk music scene is clubs and bars and festivals, but it's a lot of, it's people of all ages. So here, you know, when we're playing out at a late night venue, it's mostly like college age students and, you know, there it's, um, everyone. it's everyone and it's mostly more people our age that are just absolutely packed in these places to see folk bands and the, the folk genre, much like folk here in the 60s and 70s, runs the gamut to stuff that's much more indie rock and um, much Wide, really wide diversity of styles. A lot of it's really theatrical, much more like the steampunk type stuff. And right. so it's really vibrant. It was very exciting. Our audience, when, when we were in England, especially at the festival that we played at, they were all like old school punk rockers, which was awesome. Like wow. People in cut off <laughs> yep. denim vests right, and yeah. tattoos all over. It was, it was pretty cool. So awesome. how have you guys, like how did you like meet and say, you know, this is this is us like this is what I want us to be like I know you know the daughter son and the neighbor so what made you guys say this is going to be a band this is going to be our group kind of just happened that way you know we, we played at theme things at first and that's how it developed playing for like St. Patrick's stuff and the Irish folk at the time it was kind of an Irish revolver with river dance and some of the other things. And so it was pretty popular, so we got to play in all these different places. I think the, the fun place that we play now is the uh, Salt Hill Pubs in, in uh, New Hampshire. It's a chain of Irish mm -hmm. pubs owned by the same family. And they're usually a gas when we play there. They're just crowded and it's a lot of fun and people come from all over the place to see us because we've been down there for years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's a lot of fun. So we kind of stick with the genre. We venture to the edges sometimes. Mm -hmm with some of the steampunk stuff and, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, we dress up in these wacky costumes <laughs> and uh, the Renaissance fairs and things like that. So we, we kind of broaden it out a little bit. We, um, we've also been involved over the years um, with the Burlington Irish Heritage Festival, which is a week of cultural events happening that leads up to St. Patrick's Day and their big Cali. Um, we hadn't performed for them for a while and this year um, it's their, what anniversary is it? Anyway, it's a big anniversary year for the, Burling, for the Burlington Irish Heritage Festival, and we're giving a concert at Flynn Space as part of that uh, festival mm -hmm. on March 7th. So we're very excited about that. Um, we were part of a show with a number of bands for the Burlington Irish Heritage Festival at Flynn Space some years ago, and that was, that was really nice. Just a great venue. Awesome. So for like Irish culture in Vermont, have you guys had a lot of like different spaces? I don't really know much. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not Irish, so I don't know what kind of cultural stuff they have, but are there like a lot of like Irish clubs that you guys can go to and like a lot of people show up or is it more like you're going to bars like just like re raw and stuff like that in Burlington? Like Yeah, what's your scene yeah. here in V T? Vermont actually has a pretty big Irish community. We I, I don't know if you wrote a song about it or if it was a song, but we like dating back to the Civil War, wow. there's been a, there's been a huge a huge Irish population. Yep, and all the <coughs> Irish immigrants that came in through Grosio um, from the north, and so there is a there is a pretty big Irish community. So you know, there's not a lot anymore of like the huge Irish bars. Obviously, you don't play at like Riraz, and um, there's not so much the cultural cl Irish cultural clubs anymore. But we then also often play at either like weddings or retirement parties where you know the family wants those old Irish songs that grandma likes, you know. Right. And so, you know, like what, what has been in your 
each of your perspective, what has been, you know, your top, like, your top moment for Vermont's Irish scene? What would be the top moment? Gosh, I don't know. Or um, tops. Don't, yeah, don't, we did, don't we, feel like uh, you have It to was do fun one. playing. Again, the Burlington Irish Heritage Festival gave a little mini, like, Kelly reception for the Irish ambassador last year in the uh, Fletcher Library. And a number of people, we played a couple of songs, and some <laughs> other traditional musicians played, and there were some dancers. And um, that, that was just nice to be a part of that. That community. There's an Irish music series that we play at. Um, that's always really fun. Is that that church in? Is it Westford? Westford. Or, yeah. The Westford White Church <laughs> music series. Yeah. Now there's a bunch of them. There's just been so many. We've been traveling around and playing a lot of these things. It's hard and to remember. And then we play a lot of. We play a number of farmers markets. We play quite a number of fairs, like um, some of the summer county fairs. We just did um, Lamoille right Lamoille last year and Chittenden. Um, I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, Champlain the Expo Valley. Champlain Valley Champlain Fair Valley we played Fair. the last couple of years. <laughs> That's fun. Well, um, if there are any platforms we can find your music, we'd love to hear those out. Sure. You can find us. Our website is ohanley.com, and I'll spell that too. That's O-H-A-N-L-E-I-G-H. It's ohanley.com. Um, and our uh, CDs are also on sale. We have them for sale in, in hard copy at the Vermont Bookshop in Middlebury. Um, and also on CD Baby online, which is such a wonderful platform for independent musicians. So again, you can look us up at CD Baby, O'Hanley, O-H-A-N-L-E-I-G-H. But our website also has our schedule and tickets to upcoming concerts and so on on the And on, the on that plug, do you have any concerts that we could catch you at in the next few weeks or months? Yeah, yes. again, <laughs> we're coming up on our busy season. So again, this Saturday, February 1st, um, is St. Bridget's Day, or Imbolc, and we're giving a, a, an Imbolc performance at the Seven Stars uh, performance venue in Sharon. Um, and then we will be at Flynn Space on March 7th. Uh, we Fairfax. Will... Fairfax, February, February 8th. February 8th. Yeah. The Fairfax. Fairfax Library, their midwinter concert series is actually a morning concert, 10 to noon at the Fairfax Library on Saturday morning. Um, so if you don't normally get to get out to, you know, nighttime bar concerts or have kids or something, that would be a great place to come. And then on March 14th, as we are rolling into our St. Patrick's season, we'll be at um, Nadi's, which is uh, downstairs from Two Brothers in a performance space downstairs at Two Brothers in Middlebury. Great. Well, we would love you to play us out. All right. This is this is kind of a cornwall <laughs> song that we wrote. Our legacy is is farming, and uh, our relatives in Ireland are all farmers, and they immigrated here. And um, anyway, we, from Addison County, so we do songs about cows and things. <laughs> Laddie, take the cow down, laddie, don't delay. Laddie, take the cow down, forest market day. Laddie, don't be late now, laddie, don't delay. Laddie, take the cow down, for to earn your pay. The master sang his song. Laddie, do no wrong today. On your way. The laddie spied a maiden, strolling on the way. The laddie spied a maiden, this she had to say. And his words, la 
daddy take the cow down. Come into my garden, you have some mighty boy. Come into my garden, dance the night away. Come into my garden, she didn't say. Come into my garden, dance me today. Enchanted by her charms, he forgot his farm. And there they stay. This has been Rocket Shop on 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington. We've been your hosts, Molly Allen and Genevieve Rossi. Tune in next week to listen in on our guest, Samba Tugada, Samba Tugada, and Montana Verde. Samba Tugada? Samba Tugada. Samba Tugada and Montana Verde. Good night.